0: Namaste So we are uh, going through the writings of Sri the whole series as part of 150th year of Sri birth and the purpose of these writings is not just to describe a book uh, Okay, this the uh, technical aspects of the book or historical aspects Uh, the purpose is not even to either do a critical analysis of the book, which is far beyond any human being's capacity, uh, but to draw the inspiration for moving on the path, which is ultimately what will count. And in this aspect, uh, <clears throat> there are a few things to understand. One uh, one of the most wonderful things that happens by reading the scriptures that are empowered by the light, scriptures like the one which Shurabindu has given. And fortunately, as far as um, I know, the only world scripture which has come directly transmitted by the author, all other scriptures, whether it be, even if we take the Semitic religions, Bible or others, they are all first by rote, memory here and there, then later on somebody is written, nobody really knows The Gita, such a powerful scripture. But again, people are not sure whether Sri Krishna actually said or Vyas. Its significance remains the same. Nevertheless, and so do we see with the Vedas and the Upanishads, they are one of the most profound scriptures, not only of Indian thought, but of all spiritual thought. And yet they have been transmitted by rote and then eventually they have been put to paper by a whole set of people. But, Shurabindu and the mother, first time we see, directly written so that there is no ambiguity left and approached from all the different angles, every subject. This creates a little bit of a problem also because when people are with Shurabindu's writings, it is like uh, when you go to Varanasi, you have so many ghats, if I remember correctly, 28 ghats. Each is unique, each is wonderful and I think now they are much more wonderful (laughs) So, people don't know which ghat to go. So, that's where probably it helps to know because you have little time and you want to go to any ghat, one of the ghats where you will get the most majestic feel of the Ganges. So, in this sense, if one has to read one book of Shorabindho, of course, Savitri is beyond a book. I have no words for it. But a book which is easy to understand. Which contains the essence of his teaching And the core of his his practice Then it is the mother That's the book with which we are there today It's also important because This is the book, the small book And then there were question answers Which we will read today So this book has come in 1927 Which marked three, four significant events As we know one is Sri Krishna uh, Fusing with Shri this is one which is so much, uh, everybody knows, popularized, Siddhi day. But the reason why Shri used the word Siddhi day is because he completed his sadhana of as far as the individual perfection is concerned. And Shri said that, that he has attained the Siddhi. So Siddhi day. So based on that Siddhi, now he started opening the doors for others. So, whatever he wrote earlier, that is not any less important. But when he writes after the Siddhi, it assumes his special importance. Second thing is that he himself, from 1927, placed the mother in the forefront. That she is the one through whom the yoga will take place. So, it is the other significance of this uh, particular year when the mother appeared. And the third significance is that Srivinda was maintaining records because his individual yoga, he was monitoring, practicing. He He had got a program in records of yoga. We have the ten limbs of yoga, eight limbs of yoga. In one of his letters he speaks about ten limbs of yoga. So that was a yoga which he was practicing and he was noting down in his diary meticulously like a scientist from 1909 onwards and the last entry is 1927. Again because the Siddhi was over. So the mother is a very very special book which occupies a moment of transition from individual possibility of yoga which Sri Aurobindo completed and therefore he was sure that the path is open for others to the collective manifestation. That's where the mother had to accept the charge of the disciples because and also her coming Made many new things got added into the yoga. Shobindo speaks of when the mother came, both of them enriched each other. And the yoga subsequently is a joined creation, in Shobindo's words, of Shobindo and the mother. Because earlier, before 1920, Arya writings, they are one. But subsequently, with the coming of the mother, things got added up. For instance, the word psychic being. So many other things got added up and therefore the mother assumes a very special significance and place in Shurabindo's writings. I would say all other books are one side part and the mother is very special. So last time we read about uh, this small book, The Mother, from chapter 1 to chapter 6, some passages, and then people asked questions because the coming of the mother completely reoriented them Nalini writes how when the mother came before that they were all leading a bohemian lifestyle like sadhus who are not bothered about where your clothes are how you are dressing how you are living they were living like that and for sure there were no instructions he was there his presence was there and that was enough for them to draw inspiration The time was spent, in the evening they would go for football and they would cook food, eat, enjoy (laughs) and of course they are in the presence of the mighty and majestic master and they needed nothing else of course. So this is how the life was going. With the coming of the mother, suddenly she started organizing the whole thing because she is the organizing power, manifesting power of the Supreme. And initially they felt hurt. Why? Because now they can't live the way they were living. First of all, a European lady has come. (laughs) So coming of a lady has, you know, the way they were living, they have to learn to be a little different. Second, she started teaching them by her actions. How should one relate to Sri So before that, they would all sit uh, together. Sri would never say, I am the guru, the master, the realized one. Because he is that, infinity. He is experiencing himself in everyone. So that is how they used to sit. And when the mother came, she would sit on the floor. She taught them Indian manners, though they were all Indians. She would clean the place. She would wait upon him. And then they realized that what it means to be before the master. So the mother's coming made lot of changes And therefore people naturally ask Shirobindo, who is the mother? Who is she? And of course different places Shirobindo has said different things, beautiful things. As I said to Barinda, she is born free. So you can't command, nobody can command her. Nobody can say you take charge of the yoga. If she has to take charge of the yoga, it has to be by her own inner inspiration or whatever we may say. She has has to feel from inside. So, Srivabindu was waiting till one day she accepted the charge of the yoga. So from that day, the entire arrangement changed. Srivabindu had shut the door. Darshan days started. Initially, we know there were three darshan days. Then they became four darshan days. And people who were freely meeting him and the mother would hardly speak or communicate Now the arrangement was they had to go through the mother. That's why some of the sadhaks couldn't understand. Moti Lal Roy, his own brother, Barin, they couldn't understand the change. So they asked Sri many of them, who is the mother? So one of the sadhaks asks, I have picked up just a few question answers. It's a very big volume and every question is worth reading. Of course, everything from Surabindo is worth reading. I think in a lifetime, if one can read Surabindo and the mother's works completely, one has laid the wonderful base for lives to come. And if one cannot read completely Surabindo and the mother, then read the mother completely. Sound because (laughs) she is the one who has been given the charge of the yoga. And then if one has to read just a few books, then, of course, we have Savitri, Prayers and Meditations, The Mother. These three books are constant companions. If one has to carry just one small booklet, then The Mother is a wonderful book. It's a very small book, not the question-answer, but only The Mother for a regular reading. I know people's lives have changed. Just a little anecdote, then we will read So I know the person. He was usual life, uh, eat, drink, be merry, but a very good person, good human being. I mean, uh, honest human being. But God, all this is like a scientific person. So all this is a uh, people who believe. Just it's okay. It's their business. But he didn't believe, and his wife believed in the mother because of her father. And then she used to come regularly. He would let her come, but never felt interested. And one day when he has to travel from one place to another, he is looking for a book because you are in a train and you want to pick up something to read on the way. And in a hurry, he picked up the mother, not realizing from the stack, small little book. Okay, I'll read it on the way. Like, you know, you read a journal. <laughs> so, And that book changed his life completely. I mean, that's the power of the book. Uh, I myself had a very strange experience with this book. Of course, I had turned to Sri and the Mother. I had read the synthesis, Secret of the Vedas, was reading Savitri and the Life Divine and I had kept the other books for later. But I didn't know about the Mother because I had never come here, never inquired. I thought, this is it. Sri and his books, they are giving me wonderful experiences. It has answered all my queries, what more one needs. <laughs> so... On Calcutta, howdah rather, I had to take a train. And uh, there were just 10 minutes to go and I don't know what prayed now. Because I used to be very fond of reading and that day I didn't have... Uh, same thing, I, I must have a book, something I must read, anything. So I ran to Sri Ramakrishna's stall was in on Calcutta platform, the howdah platform. Now... I had read Sri Ramakrishna and Swami Vivekananda and these were nice books, better than all the... So I knew that probably I'll find some book and I'll be happy to read. And I asked him, do you have any book uh, by Sri Ramakrishna? I don't know why, I still don't understand. And he said, we have something of the mother. Now first time I know, I am hearing the word the mother. And he gave me a book and I thought it is about Masharada. I was not much uh, drawn, but I said, oh, it's okay. Something I'll read. Because there was very little time. So I paid the money, picked up the book and ran. And I sat and I was so overjoyed. She the mother. <laughs> no. It was like for me, cloud nine. <laughs> and in that journey of five, six hours, I read the book and it was like, again, what a wonder. And I also had this... Who has Sri written about? Is it all about the inner mother? But I felt, no, no, no. This is someone, very physical. Somehow this came to me. And then of course I came to know the day I first time had Darshan of the Mother on the uh, photograph. And I knew ki it is for her that the book was written. This doubt never came that this book has been written for someone else. It was very clear that it is for her. So these books are not books. They have a power. And I always advise, keep them in the shelf. Maybe one day you'll read. Even if you won't read, they carry a living vibration. And these vibrations affect. I have seen it in my own life. I have seen people, how one day they start picking up and reading. And The Mother is an exceptional work uh, in that context. So the question is, do you not refer to the Mother, our Mother? Now the person is specifying. Our mother means the mother who has come to Pondicherry Ashram, whom people are calling the mother. Her name is Mira Alfasa, which acronym would be M-A, which is Ma. So, <laughs> if you put it in short, that's how her grandmother used to write in a, you know, embroider in some of her M-A, because sometimes you write, no know, the short name. So, her short name was M-A, Ma. <laughs> so, The disciple asks, "Do you not refer to the mother, our mother, in your book, the mother?" Shavinda says, "Yes. Is she not the individual divine mother who has embodied the power of these two vaster ways of our existence, transcendent and universal? Because it's there in the mother that uh, the individual, as an individual, she embodies these two vaster ways. But who is that individual? He is not writing." It is understood, but he is not writing. So he says, are you not referring to her when you are seeing the individual mother who is embodying these two master ways? He said, yes. Has she not descended here amongst us into the darkness and falsehood and error and death in a deep and great love for us? Again, the last passage of the mother small booklet, Shubhindu's reply, yes. At places, somebody wrote, is she an aspect of the trans, transcendent Mother Shavindo? Right. What do you mean by aspect? The mother contains all of them in her individual incarnation. So, see, not just the transcendent aspect, but she comes with an angle of vision. She has come for the work of transformation. So that's why we have to remember: for transformation, she is the one. And of course, one can pray to her as to universal mother for. Countless things. There are people whom who would pray to her for passage from this world to the other after life, after death. And once somebody asks Shrirabinda, did mother hear our call? Srirabindo says, Every day she is receiving thousands of calls. Many people praying to her, and she responds to them according to whatever is needed. So the person says. Does she remember? He says, what do you mean? In her active outward consciousness? No, she doesn't have to. But if she wants, she can retrieve it. If she wants, she can bring it to the forefront. Yes, this person had prayed for this. But it's not necessary. It's not like a computer. What an amazing. So, further the disciple asks: there are many who hold the view... That she was human, but now embodies the Divine Mother and her prayers. They say, explain this view. Why is she praying? Who is she praying? But to my mental conception, disciple is asking, to my psychic feeling, she is the Divine Mother who has consented to put on herself the cloak of obscurity and suffering and ignorance so that she can effectively lead us, human beings, to knowledge and bliss and ananda and to him. So that's why, you know, yogis who have not experienced this life, especially at least personally for me, I earlier only made it almost a rule, uh, Sannyasis cannot guide householders. This is my basic common sense understanding. They don't know. They will give you nice jnan, you should not fight It is ego. They don't know what happens in a householder's life. They cannot tell you what is the worry that a mother feels for her child. For a simple reason, because you don't have a child. (laughs) But mother and Shurabindo went through the human experiences and the mother particularly. What it means for a woman to be married, to be expected to cook for a husband, to be expected to look after the children... To be expected to work at the same time. She knew all these. So, personally, my take is very simple. I would rather go to someone who knows all this and has shown the way. So, she took upon that life. If you read through her life, it is not, even Shurvindu's life, it's not the life of a typical, you know, often we are Babaji, went to Himalaya. I don't know why they go to Himalaya. I mean, God is everywhere, but for some reason... Everybody is a fancy for Himalayas. I am yet to hear someone who went to Alps in Switzerland and came back. <laughs> but anyways, it's not necessary to go to Himalaya. That's why they could tell us, it is not necessary to withdraw from life. The divine is everywhere and in everything. And if we do not find him, it is because we have not cared to find him. Because they lived like that. The mother would play tennis, she would paint... She would play music and what amazing music she would teach to the children. Everything. She was married, she had a child. Name it and she had it. She traveled across the globe and yet she shows us, precisely because of that, she shows us the way because she knows all the human difficulties. So the disciple feels that intuitively and asks Yorubindo. And Yorubindo's reply. The Divine puts on an appearance of humanity, assumes the outward human nature in order to tread the path and show it to human beings, but does not cease to be the Divine. It is a manifestation that takes place, a manifestation of a growing Divine consciousness. No human, not human turning into Divine... The mother was inwardly above the human even in childhood. So the view held by many what view held by many that she was human and through sadhana she became divine. So he says the view held by many is erroneous. And we know that when she was a child she was regarded as sphinx because whenever they had a problem they couldn't understand they would go to her. So mother says this was a Maheshwari aspect. Painting Perfection in organization Mahasaraswati aspect Music Her Mahalakshmi aspect Charm, flaws Her love with animals With all the creatures And Mahakali aspect One story which I love Is when she is seven And there is a bully in the class Much senior Probably four or five years Elder to her And everybody goes to Sphinx Please help us So, Sphinx doesn't give them any counsel. She says, okay, I'll see. So, she stands when this fellow is going to come. And he wants to come to bully her. He says, oh, you you bully the girls? Whatever he must have done, she just picked him and threw him. And she says, that day it was Mahakali's force which came. Lifted him, threw him down. (laughs) He survived. And mother says, that day it was Mahakali force which came. She didn't say anything, but this is the all these aspects. So there are manifestation which takes place as the body and being develops. They come, but yet she plays human, playing with toffees, playing with flowers, little little things with all the sadaks, playing tennis. People found it difficult at one point. Somebody asked a mother, "How do you know about someone?" Then mother says, "Oh, you want to ask the divine." You want proof from the divine? <laughs> and then he got the proof within 10 minutes. You want proof from the divine? How do I know? Okay. <laughs> so this is how the mother's many ways. Then the disciple asked, I also conceive that the mother's prayers are meant to show us the aspiring psyche, how to pray to the divine. Now he got it correct. They are the prayers for the on behalf of the earth, but also how to pray and shubhita's answer is yes when we read a the prayers then we learn how to pray again am i right in thinking that the mother as an individual embodies all the divine powers and brings down the grace more and more to the physical plane shubhindu's reply yes she is an embodiment of grace not justice Shubhinda says that if you were to manifest justice, none of you will be able to stand. Who can say before the divine, I am faultless? He says, call for grace and I have come to embody grace to cancel your karmas. She has said, one call is enough sometimes to cancel the karmas. This is the power she embodied. At one place says, when you pray to Durga, you pray to me. When you pray to Shiva, you pray to me. So this is how she is And then another question The mother does not work on the sadhak directly from her own plane above Though she can do so if she wants to She can even supramentalize the world in a day The sadhak is asking But in that case the supramental nature created here Would be the same as it is above And not the earth in ignorance evolving into the supramental earth which will not be quite the same in appearance as what the supermind is. Shraubindo's answer, that is a very important truth. This is important to understand. There are two kinds of children or parents. One is when homework is given to a child, parents do it for the child. What happens in the process? In the class he gets very good grades but fails in life. But the child has never grown. Parents have done it. But the good parents are there, they help the child. Wherever the child feels a wall, they say, okay, this is how you should go. That is why this yoga and the process takes time. It's not magic. It can be magic, but then it's not evolution. Hence the long process. It's not like a, otherwise, it is not we transforming into the supramental beings. Suddenly you will see supramental beings floating in the <laughs> luminous bodies and all these things. <laughs> we, we'll hardly be helped because there will be no link between us and them. We'll all be like that movie, Cocoon. Beings from alien planets coming and we are all happy with their presence. So, Then Shirobindo wrote two very interesting pieces in 1927 which are also here in this book. One where he says, I am the Shakti of Surabindo alone and the mother of all my children. He is writing on behalf of the mother. Surabindo is writing, it's unique. He's there in his own handwriting. I am the Shakti of Surabindo alone and the mother of all my children. My children are all equally part of my consciousness and of my being. When transformed and realized, all will have an equal right to manifest each one an aspect of myself and Shorabindu. It is the unity of all in the solidarity of a common manifestation that will allow the creation of the new and divine world upon the earth. Each will bring his part but no part will be complete except as a power in the solidarity of the whole. It is worth reading, meditating upon. it there in this book. And the second one which he writes is identifying with the God of wealth. Because now this work is going to expand and wealth will be needed. So Srivabindo writes, I am the God of wealth. The strong and splendid and the master of the thousands and the regent of the millions and the puza creator, the full-handed gatherer, the opulent disposer of treasures. It must be understood clearly that if we read this prayer, it is not God of wealth who will be very happy and give us <laughs> money. But it shows the kind of power that He wielded so that all the money of the world or whatever is needed for the new creation That will come. But it will come when we are ready and deserve it. That's the condition. So, a disciple asked that when I call down the mother, should I concentrate on the embodied mother or open to and concentrate on the consciousness of the universal mother? Very nutty people after all this, they are still asking. Shovinda says, the embodied mother must be the foundation of the concentration. Even when you receive from the universal consciousness above you, it is from her consciousness that you are receiving. Very clearly, nothing is ambiguous. And then he says that every soul on earth is a portion of the Divine Mother, but as we grow in this yoga, we re- realize it, that I am Mother's child. It's a realization that takes place. He also reminds us that everything comes from the divine. So there is only one power. There are no two powers. But he reminds us this power operates in knowledge and in ignorance. In the, lower, in the higher prakriti and the lower prakriti. The mother stands for the higher divine prakriti. If she were to accept the demands of the lower prakriti, then it will no more be her work. Though even that has come from her. If she wants, she can do whatever she wants with it. There is there once I heard an ex-student from here who had been from very long time. I remember and this ex student was called upon to speak on Sharbindo's or the mother, I don't remember exactly. What was the occasion? So people have this okay ex-student. So person who has studied here all through, just imagine. She says start by saying the mother was a disciple of Aurobindo. I still remember it. I hardly knew much, but I said, This is not true. This is not true. And then later on, I read Aurobindo's letter. The mother is not a disciple of Aurobindo. She has always followed the same path as mine. Even now, you will hear these things. Because there is a hidden resistance somewhere inside in accepting the mother. That is a resistance I will not discuss, but it is there in some people. They just can't accept for whatever reason. Like Shringirishi, rishi couldn't accept Devi Parvati. <laughs> it's only. So Srivabindu reminds us, there is no difference between the mother's path and mine. We have and have always had the same path. The path that leads to the supramental change and the divine realization Not only at the end, but from the beginning they have been the same. The attempt to put up a division and opposition of this kind, putting the mother on one side and myself on another and opposite or quite different side, but has always been a trick of the forces of the falsehood. When they want to prevent a sadhak from reaching the truth, dismiss all such falsehoods from your mind. And then, of course, um, <clears throat> he talks about that, you know, both of them have had to go through many difficulties and challenges. And then they say, because we have gone through it, therefore we want to give you the sunlit path. He says, if you walk the way we have walked, we have taken every kind of challenge upon ourselves. And so much so that, Shubindu reminds us, it is in fact to ensure an easier path to others hereafter that we have borne that burden. It was with that object that the mother once prayed to the divine that whatever difficulties, dangers, sufferings were necessary for the path might be laid on her rather than on others. So, there are only two occasions when Shurbindo people saw him a little serious otherwise infinite calm i'm talking of the yogic days so one such was 1925 when the mother was so seriously ill on the verge as if she is not going to make it and then people asked what has happened to her what has happened to her shibinda would not reveal later on he said because she took upon herself all the difficulties of everybody like she was she was drinking the poison Till shobindo had to tell her no, Karuna Mai, <laughs> no. Let them also put some effort. Still, when you read her letters, they are like that. Still, you trust me. She is ready to take everything. At least that she started there. Otherwise, shobindo had to stop because he saw that. These people are just pulling and pulling and pulling, wanting and wanting and wanting, but giving nothing. And the mother would ask nothing. She would expect nothing. And in the process, she started taking their difficulties, started giving her divinity. There is a line passage in Savitri. A wide magnanimity as of sea or sky a white self giving was her native act. To give was natural to her. That's why she says, I am not keen to be the Guru. It's much more natural for me to be the mother. And she says, That's a much more intimate relation. Guru means you have to, Guru will tell you the path. You better follow it. Guru, you have to sit there. Guru, you have to maintain a little distance. You can't go to the Guru and you know, hold the hand and say, "Guru, so nice, come, let's play." He will say, "No, no, don't there is a line. Guru, you can't take to a tennis ground. You can't tell the guru, "Come, I want to play with you, no, little bit." Guru, after some time, retires. He has told you how to meditate, you practice it. But the mother, any time, always, she made herself accessible, came down. Right to identify with us in the midst. So many stories. I am resisting. We will probably, we will touch these stories time and again and we will take it up again sometime. <clears throat> then people ask pointed question. What it disciples, they want from every angle. Maybe he has missed out something. <laughs> so they ask, Can it happen that one who is open to Sherbindo is not open to the mother? There were people like that. Is it, the, the person wants now to ask the same question with a little jalebi way. Is it that whoever is open to the mother is open to Sherbindo? Sherbindo says, the mother proposition is true. If one is open to the mother, one is open to Sherbindo. He says, yes, that is true. What about the first question? If one is open to Shervindho, he says, if one is open to Shervindho and not to the mother, it means that one is not really open to Shervindho. No. Settles the matter once for all. And it's very simple, common sense, logic. If you are open to Shervindho, you regard him as your guru or master or whatever, you trust his word, then he is saying that turn to the mother. Then where is the ambiguity? So, this, as I said, wonderful book. So, such a wonderful, vast yoga. What are the conditions? How much? I, once somebody told me, I believe you have to give some money to enroll yourself either in the ashram or for the yoga because everywhere, you know, there is money and yoga <laughs> brought together. <laughs> courses are quite rich courses. <laughs> hopefully we shouldn't catch that uh, illness (laughs) some places it is beginning (laughs) but uh, yoga cannot be given like that in ancient times yoga was guru dakshina how can you pay if that knowledge is infinite how can you put a price tag so many dollars so wherever there is money asked for yoga or for a spiritual practice I personally feel one should just stay a little away People give reasons and excuses Whatever it is But if you want to be Or if you are, have the mandate You cannot want to be a teacher Or anything like that But if you have been put in that place Because of destiny Or the Divine Mother's will One has to remember this That this is One is It's only on trust That this knowledge has been given This knowledge one can acquire By reading books And this knowledge cannot be Transmitted or imparted By taking money So Shubindo's letter: There are no conditions for receiving the influence of Shubindo and the mother, except, except faith. Number one, an entire sincerity in following the spiritual path, which is understandable, and a will and capacity. What capacity is he expecting from us to meditate? How many hours? No, and a will and capacity to open oneself to the influence. But this capacity usually comes as the result of sincerity and faith. Several places Sri uses the word central influence. The other day in Rama and Krishna talk we were saying that you know this influence remains on earth even when the physical being withdraws. And how I understand the influence is like supposing there are some flowers kept in a room and when the flowers have faded and you have taken them away Sometimes people enter and they still know that the flower was there. Why? Because the fragrance is there. Influence is like that. Except that because it is a divine flower, (laughs) so influence is also like the divine. It doesn't diminish, decrease. It's always there, buried in the depth. See, that's why even Rama and Krishna's influence is still there. Christ's influence is still there. It is still there. It may be covered, but we may still get that fragrance. So influence is something which you cannot destroy. You can cover it. Like if there is this fragrance, you may put all kinds of smell and it may get buried. But it is there in the atmosphere because it's there. jana. That's why people who come to Pondicherry feel that atmosphere of our consciousness. Then people obviously feel, can we do the yoga outside? Because this is another idea that people have. For some reason, we have to come to the ashram to do the yoga. Often people have said, your difficulties are not likely to decrease. They are likely to increase when you come to the ashram. And the reason are twofold. One is because there is an intense pressure of truth consciousness. And things that are buried, they come out. Because this place is organized like that, in freedom. Second is, many things that we take for granted in life. For instance, one is living outside, one has a house, one is having a salary earning. So one says that I am ready to leave everything. Now this is not simple, because right now I have these things. So I take it for granted. The day they are taken away from me, then there is a different story altogether. So it's for various reasons, there is a, it's very challenging. Many people should used to say, "Don't bring the person, don't let her come to the ashram. She is progressing very well. If she comes here, she may be uh, suddenly experienced many difficulties because you know they come up. It's, of course, there is the sunlit path and the joy of nearness. But about those, because we don't know how the nature reacts, what is the degree of sincerity? So, Sherbindu reminds us it is quite possible to follow the yoga while remaining outside the ashram. There are many who do it. His words. You can submit your doubts for elucidation to Sherbindu. Now, Sherbindu is writing. Many times he would write in third person. If brief answers are sufficient, as he has little time, If longer and more detailed answers are necessary, it could only be done through one of his disciples. This, of course, part of that letter. But then, how we will write to Sri Now, still he answers. But still, Sri gives us a simpler way. Put all before the mother in your heart, so that her light may work on it for the best. In the heart, she is present. In the heart of each creature... Ma, 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 this is happening, that is happening, this, my, everything. Like a baby. So that her light can act upon it. We have to do it. Mother knows everything, she'll do it. No, that's not the way. the says. Mother says, because then you have to become conscious. She's not working on robots. She doesn't want us to become AI. She wants us to become DI, Divine Intelligence. So when we offer, then she will make us conscious. Oh, Bachcha, you forgot there is something else hidden inside. You wrote very nice things about yourself, very good. But see, there is something else also. So it will come up. Then you will again offer. Mother, I have become conscious. No, no, wait, wait, wait. wait." So that is how the change takes place. And she will take us through it. So a disciple asks, Sahanadi. If I cannot concentrate or meditate, I simply imagine myself lying eternally in the mother's lap and going out when she sends me out. Very nice. Lying eternally in the mother's lap. What is Shubindu going to reply? You know? Will he say, you people can't even do meditation? I have taught you concentrate on the Agya Chakra, sit 90 degrees right. Haven't I taught you the method? This is the place where you must concentrate on this mantra. Shubindo's reply, This is the best possible kind of concentration. Not even one of the best. Oh. People think this is a difficult yoga. Because we don't know. We think life divine, may He has given the practice of yoga or synthesis of yoga. If you read the mother, we understand. This yoga is so simple. Even he says You can imagine The mother in the heart And make the surrender Your ex then Okay heart is difficult I don't know So mother has freely Given photographs Shirobindo was not Keen to give There was a reason for it So most of the photographs Came later So 1950 20 And before We have some photographs Of Shirobindo 20 to 50 We don't have photographs 50 because the mother knew, he has decided to withdraw. So as an exceptional grace, we have that day photograph, which he had allowed. Which he asked your window and he agreed. Later on you see, when mother goes to playground, a number of photographs. And all this is a grace. Taradi was telling once that she would click for mother and she was clicking. So after 11 times clicking the mother said bus no more but since he had one more left she clicked it 12th but when she developed there was nothing on the 12th so this was not a photograph which they are giving it was contained something of them if they didn't want you couldn't even take a photograph there are many such stories authentically this Tara herself recounted to me she said, I clicked because anyway is twelve. She said, no more, but she clicked. what <laughs> that twelfth was empty. So, Shavinda reminds us, your experience about the photograph was a very fine and true experience. The mother's presence can be felt through the photographs by one who regards it with devotion towards her. It was her true presence that was there. Her subtle physical presence and all you felt was true. She and mother has said, I put something of myself in all my photographs. That's why she was giving photographs. It was not for, it was compassion. It was not like, okay, take my photograph. Signatures. She was putting something of herself in the signatures. So she has given so much as external aid. And then, about music, Shrivinder says, Someone asked that when I listen to mother's music, I am spellbound, but I understand nothing. You can't put it in either Eastern or Western. So, Shrivinder's reply, it is not necessary to have technical knowledge in order to feel what is behind the music. Mother, of course, does not play for the sake of a technical musical effect but to bring down something from the higher planes and that anyone can receive who is open. But for mother's music, it's not really advisable the way we do two minutes playing mother's music, then switching it off. You are bringing down something. Sunil Das music, it's okay. So the way is, either you listen, most of her pieces have uh, number of minutes, so play for that much time or else you dim it Slowly and leave it running till the whole thing is over. So, then her words, of course, while reading mother's prayers, I feel as if I am not reading the words or thoughts, but contacting something quiet, pleasant, and formless behind them. Again, Sri reply, yes, it is so. The words are only a vehicle. When the consciousness opens, one feels all that is behind the words. So like this, countless, countless letters running through nearly 600 pages. A little less than that, I think. So we can imagine what a wealth. And this is practice. How to concentrate, how to meditate or looking at the photograph. An easiest form of practice. At other places, he speaks about meditation, concentration in various ways. And then Shivada describes about the mother symbol. You'll see in this book, the description. And of course uh, the mother is also described and uh, the central circle of course is the transcendent power, Aditi, the Divine Mother. Four inner petals, four powers working from the super mind to over mind which we know now. Maheshwari, Mahakali, Mahalakshmi, Mahasaraswati and the twelve outer petals. So the twelve, mother herself has given those. Then mother's flag, the blue flag which with the which is the colour of Krishna. And this is the symbol. And she speaks about, this the ashram flag, that our work is to bring down this consciousness and make it the leader of the world's life. And the mother spoke about that golden symbol on the blue flag. She said it is the spiritual flag of united India. And when all the different flags were submitted, this flag had also gone. But we know that uh, how open the great leaders were. <laughs> so, they had their mental calculation. Whatever they felt about green and saffron and whatever they said, later is a different story. And the white and the Ashok Chakra. <laughs> and the mother went into trance when she saw that flag. And when Pranabda asked, she said, there will be so much bloodshed now. So much bloodshed because flags are symbols they're not just simply nice looking structures and then we can close this with as i said uh, radhas prayer which shobindo translated and then it was retranslated from french to english and the background we have already spoken of one of the best, my most favourite prayers, a prayer of lifetime. Radha's prayer, this also there in this book. Radha's prayer, O thou whom at first sight I knew for the Lord of my being and my God, receive my offering. Thine are all my thoughts, all my emotions, all the sentiments of my heart, all my sensations, all the movements of my life, each cell of my body, each drop of my blood. I am absolutely and altogether thine. Thine without reserve What thou wilt of me That I shall be Whether thou choosest for me Life or death Happiness or sorrow Pleasure or suffering All that comes to me from thee Will be welcome Each one of thy gifts Will be always for me A gift divine Bringing with it The supreme Felicity This is surrender Surrender is not that I have given myself to the mother But see my court case is still pending It is bargaining calculation This is surrender Joy or suffering Pleasure or pain Victory or defeat All I have given And not only that She says whatever comes I will receive it as a gift From you Welcome This is what the mother had actually done when she met Surabindo, and Surabindo was asked his impressions. The mother's impressions are there in her prayer, O Thou whom we saw yesterday is here upon earth. So people asked, What did you see? First, he said, Born free. Second, he said, For the first time, I saw complete surrender, perfect surrender manifesting in an embodied form from the head to the smallest cells of the body when she did the pranam and then I knew that the time has come for the divine life to be realized because if our body can surrender this way this yoga demands that complete surrender right down to the cells she could see that and that's why perhaps when somebody asked, because for Radha people have all these notions she existed, she didn't exist, all these things so, mother, did Radha exist? Mother's reply is, not only has she existed, she continues to live. Who was Radha continuing to live at that point of time? She always saw Sri Aurobindo and knew he is Krishna. But why should doesn't speak of Radha and all that? Because the Radha aspect has been held behind. It is only for Sri that she could bring it out. Because world is not ready. There was this Ananda coming close. But she said it, it is not, human beings are not ready. Why? Because it requires complete renunciation of pleasure in every form. That's why the supramental base. So the mother held back the Radha aspect and brought forth all the Chattusya Dharani and the Supramental Mahashakti so that when human beings are ready, then all will be bliss and free and wonder and beauty and love. So with this we learn, What thou wilt, I am absolutely and altogether thine, thine without reserve. What thou wilt of me, that I shall be. Whether thou choosest for me life or death, happiness or sorrow, pleasure or suffering, all that comes to me from thee will be welcome. Each one of thy gifts will be always for me a gift divine, bringing with it the supreme felicity. May this prayer be inscribed in our heart and become a living reality for all of us. Namaste.